Welcome to the Reclaiming Your Identity podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Carrigar-Kearns, owner of coaching company Inspired Life Solutions Limited. With over 18 years of knowledge and experience in both psychology and social work, this weekly podcast will show you how I learned my success from the success of others and how I figured out who I really am. I'll share real talk with you about the people I've worked with and also the people I've had to let go. You'll learn how to value unpleasant experiences as a place of reference rather than a place of residence and how to focus on what you can control rather than what you can't. You will never heal in the same place that made you sick and so it's time for you to figure out who you really are instead of who you think you're supposed to be. It's time for you to reclaim your identity. Hey guys, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Reclaiming Your Identity podcast. This week, I'd like to speak to you about seven strategies that I have learned over the years that have helped me to create my own success, that have helped me to get where I need to be and get me on the way to where I need to be. And these seven strategies are things that I've been coached myself by my own coach over the years. And they're things that I've put into practice and I'm seeing the results. I am really seeing the results of these consistently day in, day out. I'm going to give you all seven of them. And the first one is to have a goal. So the importance of having a goal. So we all know from being young, we get told, always have something to aim for, always know what you want, what you want to do when you're older, where you want to go, what kind of person you want to be. And this is what we're taught from very young. Uh, What are we aspiring to? What would you like to be when you grow up, when you leave school? Where do you want to go? Who are your favourite people? All these sorts of things are questions we get asked when we're younger and as we get older. But often we don't put into perspective what it is we're being asked, really. We are sort of just conditioned into giving out an answer that we think other people want to hear. And maybe we don't put enough thought into that answer. We just say that because it's the first thing that comes to our mind when we say it. Or it's a dream we've had for quite a length of time, but we've never actually put real physical steps in place to achieve it. It's just something that we know we want to do, but that's as far as it goes. So if you like, it's perhaps a a passive dream. It's a passive goal because it's there in the distance, but there isn't anything really that's been put in place. There's no structure, there's no plan available that you're following to get you to where you want to be so you can hit these goals. There's different types of goals It's important that we have different ones. It's important that we know how realistic they can be and how to get them. I think the first thing to start with here would be the different types of goals in that we have short range goals, got long range goals, and we've got motivational goals as well. You can have a goal that is all three of these at the same time, or maybe you've got a goal that is only one of these things. Maybe you've got multiple goals which span different categories. Maybe you've got multiple goals that span all the categories at the same time, like I do. It doesn't matter what goals you've got, why and how. What's important is that you know how to achieve them 
that you've got steps in place, you've got a plan, you've got an action that you know is going to get you there. So your short range goals, for an example, okay, my short range goal at the minute is to make sure I train for a marathon I've got coming in October. Now, last week's episode, I discussed with you my motivation around my running and why it's important that I have a goal to aim for, i.e. a race that I've entered that will encourage me to keep training so I don't give up the training and I don't stop and think there's no point, there's nothing to train for. I have a goal in mind all the time, permanently. I have a race entered that I plan to do to encourage me to keep training. With respect to the short range goal, that would be I've got a marathon coming up in four months time. So I am training when I go out during the week running for that marathon. So that might be a short range goal. But at the same time, it's a long range goal because this marathon isn't just a one off and that'd be the end of it because I enter marathons twice a year and I enter other distance races as well. I do half marathons, I do 10k races, I do 5k races. I have in my past done ultra marathons. So that's anything that's longer than a marathon length, which is 26.2 miles or 42 kilometers. It's anything longer than that is an ultra marathon. So it's important that I understand that my marathon coming up is in four months. So I need to train for that. But once that's over, I continue to train for the next race which is, I think, in the February. It's a shorter race, it's a half marathon. But the point being, I'm not going to just stop running because that race is over in October. I'm going to keep running. And then I'll also have another marathon in April. Usually it's Manchester. But I will enter something for in the springtime to keep my training going. So that is a short-term goal, but it's also a long-term goal at the same time. And it's motivational because it's motivational in that it helps me with my health and fitness and it helps me to lose weight. And that is my ultimate aim, is to stay healthy and stay fit. So it's not necessarily losing weight and getting fitter, more so that I want to maintain what I've got now, because I like what I've got now. So it's motivational. So I go out there, I do my run, I feel good for doing my run. I know I've done good for myself. I know it's achieving, it's one step closer to achieving my short-term goal, And it's one step closer to achieving my long-term goal. These things are important. It's about having a goal. Whatever your goal may be, however it's associated with you, whether it's to do with your health and fitness, whether it's to do with family life, whether it's to do with your career or something you're learning how to do, maybe it's to do with education, learning, whatever it may be, the number one strategy must be to have a goal and to know exactly how you're going to achieve it. Number two is to seek knowledge. So by that, I mean learning information that you need to help you get where you need to go. So the ultimate shortcut to that is to listen to somebody that already knows this information or who is teaching this information or who's done this thing already and can tell you how best to do it that worked for them. Or learning from other people, listening to others, observing what they do. It's about reflecting on what you're doing and how you might be able to improve, how you can do things different. It's about investment in yourself. So that means in giving yourself the time and the dedication you need to make sense of what you need to know and allowing yourself the time to do what you need to do. So you heard me say before about investing in yourself, in your mind, in your future. 
And that doesn't just mean monetary value, where you might pay someone to help you get where you're going, but it also means your personal value in that you respect yourself enough and you love yourself enough to agree to allow yourself to learn this information. So seeking knowledge is very important. Having the goal is brilliant and knowing how to get to it is really, really good. But without the knowledge of why you're doing what you're doing and how to maintain and sustain and never give up, it isn't going to work very well. It's not as simple as going, sitting and listening to somebody speak, then going away and doing nothing with it because we need to put things into action to get results. I spoke about that on last week's episode about putting your new knowledge into action to see the desired results and watching how things change in front of you. So that's why we need knowledge. We need to seek knowledge from other people who know what we need to know to help us get where they know we need to be. Number three, learn how to change. So this means learning how to value yourself, to discipline yourself, to motivate yourself and to accept that you will have to change things. You will have to move your own goalposts to move yourself forwards. And that might mean finding the knowledge from other people. That might mean setting a different goal that's more realistic or measuring your goal slightly differently to help you get there without giving up too easily. That might mean acknowledging that we all have limitations that we have to adhere to. That could be a mental limitation where something's too traumatic or something is stopping you inside from getting the things you need to get. And it's about understanding that and seeing what you can do to work around that or to work with that. It's personal development again. So it's about respecting yourself and giving yourself time to learn what you need to learn and creating the changes you need and getting the most value out of the time you've got with the people you need to be around. So learning to change is a very hard thing to do because as humans, we're conditioned into having a routine and following a preset plan. I spoke about this a couple of episodes ago now, I think maybe three or four. I talked about my identity and how it was assumed that I would follow a typical path as a child because I was a girl. I would go to school, go to college, go to university, get a good job, get married, maybe have a family, have a nice house, etc, etc. Learning how to change and move away from that is difficult. And it's more difficult when you've got people around you that are trying to prevent you from doing that. So we need to be strong-minded and strong-willed and we need to be around the right people that will help us to achieve what we need to achieve and get where we need to be. So accepting change, learning how to change, that's number three. Number four, controlling your finances. Now this one's a little bit different and for some of you, you might be thinking, well that isn't relevant to me. But ultimately, it's relevant to everybody because a lot of people are not putting money in the right places. So whether that's money for things for your family, whether that's money that you've got on credit that you've borrowed for various reasons, whether that's money that someone's giving to you, whether it's a salary from a paid work that you do, whatever it may be, maybe it's a gift, maybe it's profit from a business that you have. It's about learning what to do with the money and how best to put it in the right places. Now, this is a separate episode. It's quite a lot to discuss, so I'm not going to go into that today. However, just be aware that controlling finances is number four of the things that you need to know how to do to be successful in what you want to do. Number five is master your time. 
So this is where we look at not just time as in time in the day, but it's we look at roles and priorities in life. So each of us have different roles that we follow each day. So for me, I'm a mother, I'm the wife of my husband, I'm a business manager, I'm a PhD student, I'm the daughter of my parents, I'm a friend, I'm a helper of my clients, you know, I'm like the teacher, if you like. There's lots of different roles I have to occupy through the day and depending on what time of day determines which one has priority. So during the working day, my priority is for my clients as the leader, as the teacher, as a supervisor and supporter, the friend. Ultimately, they are my main priorities in daytime hours when I'm working, if you like. And that's because I've already fulfilled so far for the day my parental role, for example, because my children are all away in school or in nursery. And my role as a wife, my husband's out at work. So I've got all the time I need to dedicate to the things I need to do for the daytime, which is to be with my clients and to work for my clients. So that is how I master my time in that respect. My priorities do change as the day progresses. If somebody calls me and needs to see me, then whatever I'm doing will have to stop as soon as it can. And I will have to go and see whoever it is that needs me. But we can't plan for these things. We just have to know there's a potential that they're going to happen. So it's about having your priorities right and knowing that you can dedicate enough time in the day to do the things you need to do. And we're all familiar with other people telling us there's not enough hours in the day. I wish I had more time. I haven't had enough time to get everything done. But ultimately, a lot of that is just, it's just poor productivity, poor planning. And again, that's a separate episode for me to discuss with you about productivity. But ultimately, it's about prioritizing, doing certain things at certain times of the day that you know you need to be doing there and then, planning it in advance, splitting the roles that you do have equally. So I like to look at this as like a pie chart. So my pie chart is broken up into the different roles I've just explained to you. And as the day progresses or moves through, different segments of that pie chart are bigger than others. And then it changes on a day-to-day basis. The overall structure of the working week looks very similar, but on a day-to-day basis, that can change. And we have to be prepared for that and know how to deal with that. So mastering time is very important. And if you can be good at doing that, you'll be very efficient at what you're setting out to do. Number six is surrounding yourself with winners. So this goes back to, I think it was episode three that I discussed choosing your friends and choosing who you spend your time with. So this is important because lots of people are not good for us or are not always good for us at particular times of our life. So it means that we need to be around the right kind of people that are going to encourage us to do what we need to do, that are going to help us get where we need to be that love us for what we're doing and genuinely want to support. So let's think of a child in a school. Doesn't matter how old they are. The teacher is there to deliver information and to help each and every student in that classroom understand it and take the information away with them. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult to do because the student must be willing and the teacher or the supervisor must have the knowledge and know how to put it into action. So that is very important because if you have what you might call 
a poor teacher in a classroom, then the knowledge is going to be passed on in a different way and it's going to be received in a different way and perhaps not implemented as well as if it was a really good, strong teacher. So if you're out there to achieve something, maybe you're trying to build a business, maybe you're trying to run a race, maybe you're trying to, you want to move house and you're looking at changing your career or your job, you need to have people around you that understand that and genuinely support you with it. Because if you don't have those people and you've got people who try and hold you back or put you off or discourage you, not through a place of, of malice, but through a place of love because they don't want to see you uncomfortable and outside of your comfort zone and they're concerned for you that you might not like what you're doing. So they want to keep you. They want to help you to stay where you already are because you're happy there or they think you're happy there. But ultimately that isn't always the case and we need to break away from our comfort zone and move forwards. So we do have people that will try and hold us back from that. What I want you to think about here is not falling out with people or distancing yourself, but it's just about thinking what they might have to say and taking it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, it's about, I understand and appreciate and respect what you're saying. However, this is what I now need to do. And I need to love you, but from a distance while I just deal with this part of my progress, of my success, of my journey. So that goes for people we spend time with, friends, family, people at work, clients, might even be leaders. It could be a teacher, a supervisor, a manager. If there's any part of the relationship that's toxic, it isn't going to do well for you. So that's something to consider and to think about. And like I say, I don't want anyone to be falling out or separating from anything or anybody. More so just be aware and be aware of the energy that that person brings to your table. And if it's not a good energy and it's not positive, just move away from there slightly, you know, pick up your chair and move to a different table and see what happens. Okay, that's number six, surrounding yourself with winners. And number seven is learn the art of living well. So learning the art of living well is meaning understanding that we are all here. As far as I'm aware, we're only here once. And we need to understand that we are active people. We're active participants in this life. We're not passive. We're here to be present and to enjoy what we've got and we need to understand that life is happening for us it's active it's happening for us it's not happening to us it's not happening as an external passive force rather it's an internal active force it's happening for us so we need to understand we need to learn the art of how to live well live positively live happily it's about living and not just existing not just putting up with things day to day when we're not really that happy and not really that grateful and we've not got that much gratitude as opposed to really being happy and liking what you're doing and who you're with and the reasons are good that you're doing things for. We need to understand that everything we do must be for the right reasons and it must please us. We're not doing this for anybody else, we're doing it for ourselves. So whatever your goals may be, whatever you're looking to do to achieve and create your own success, you need to understand that the certain principles that will play, come into play and will affect the way you do things. If you can try to stick to these seven strategies I've given you, and you're going to need support with quite a few of these, I understand you're going to need support. So what I'd like you to do today is to think about the ones that you do need support with and let me know how I can help you. 
reach out to me, send me an email, send me a message on Facebook, tell me what you need, what you're looking for. I am also offering now 15-minute discovery calls, which are free, which you can book directly through my calendar, which you'll find on my link, my website on Facebook, or on my website that I've shared all over my different channels. You can find on there a 15-minute discovery call link, and what happens there is you book a time that suits you, and I call you, and I have a chat about what you need, what you're looking for, and I give you some advice as to what might work for you. And that's all there is. There's no obligation to buy anything or to do anything or agree to anything. It's just a nice opportunity for me and you to have a little chat and see what you're looking for and how I could recommend that you get support with that. So take a look at that if that's what you think might help you. Have a think about these seven strategies today, okay? So remember, we've got goals, got seeking knowledge, we've got learning how to change, controlling your finances, mastering your time, surrounding yourself with winners and learning the art of living well. So there's seven things to think about and to evaluate where you are in your life with these seven things. And let me know, let yourself know, be accountable for what you're doing, figure out what needs work, what's good, what needs some more support. Let me know how I can help you, okay? And I look forward to hearing from you guys this week. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to me today. I'll be back with you again next week. And coming up, we have got some guests appearing on this show as well. I'm not giving away any any information right now, but I have got people that want to come on and to share their stories with you. And I'm really excited for that. So I'll give you some more details once we know more. However, just be aware that that's something to look forward to. And again, if you think that you'd like to be on my show, you'd like to feature here with me and let people know how you've overcome or succeeded at something that was maybe against you, maybe something that other people said you would never do, you should reach out to me and tell me about it. You can arrange this with me on my calendar again through the discovery call. There's lots of things you can do for yourself. Thank you very much for your time today, guys. I will speak to you next week. Take care and have a good week. Bye. Thank you for joining me here today on this week's episode of the Reclaiming Your Identity podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, I'd love for you to share with a friend. And also please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favourite podcasting platform. If you have any questions, feedback, or you'd like to join me as a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at joanne.ckearns at inspiredlifesolutionslimited.com. Thank you for listening. Take care.